Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing, you beautiful bastards? How are you doing? You know what this is. This is the S. Anthony Says podcast starring S. Anthony Thomas, who, of course, would be, uh, that would be me. And I want to thank you for coming back. And I want to thank you for the big numbers for last week's episode. And I'm really, really glad that the blackmail that I used on you as individuals made you recommend me to other people. And even though I promised you I would I would not blackmail you with the disgusting stuff I found out about all my beautiful bastards and listeners. uh, I'm just going to say I was happy to mail back all the disgusting pictures and incriminating crap that I use to get you guys to listen to me and recommend me to people. (laughs) But just in case you decide for some reason to stop doing what you're doing, I got bad news for you. I made copies, you sick freaks. That's right. So if I ever have to blackmail several thousand people simultaneously again, which is physically impossible, which means I pretty much just lied because that never happened. Uh, this is episode 191, and I want to thank you guys. Seriously, what I do want to thank you for, seriously, was the big numbers that have been happening on a, now on a regular basis, um, the increase in listenership. And I, I owe it all to my incredible talent. I mean, I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, um, to, to you guys. <laughs> Special shout out to three of my top bastards. Of course, the mighty at Twitter hero. Follow him on Twitter because I said so. And it's spelled with one T, not two T's. Why? Because when you're a guy like that, you're so efficient, only chumps need the second T. So he doesn't need it. He don't need no stinking second T. Am I right at Twitter hero? You're right. See, he has a high voice. Okay, that was not him. But that's beside the point. Follow him anyway, damn it. And of course, follow and listen to my Twitter Brothers and sisters from other misters, the Naked Porch podcast. Not only is it an entertaining podcast with with wonderful people, well, they're mostly wonderful, except for a certain one. I'm not going to say which member it is, but the bastard doesn't know how to make a good tuna hoagie because my recipe rules and he has no taste in tuna hoagies. Shut up and eat it the way I said, damn it. (laughs) But listen to their podcast. And of course... Mark G. Kirshner on Twitter, at Mark G. Kirshner. Give him a follow. You'll get some good stuff if you do. That's right, I said it. So, folks, are you ready for episode number 191 of the S. Anthony Says podcast, where yours truly talks about stupid crap for approximately an hour? Yes, we are. As a collective, this is thousands of people talking. Wow. It almost sounds like me making a voice myself to indicate that you said it. That's pretty much what it is, jackasses. Start the freaking show. You start to embarrass yourself. Okay. Okay, thousands of people that are listening to me. <laughs> I, I, I got to start the show now. This is kind of getting embarrassing now, isn't it? I'm kind of, I kind of make kind of, a, kind of a fool of myself right now. Just Let me just start the show. I'm just going to, you know, just collect myself. Hope you all forgot about this intro. <clears throat> and I'm going to roll this theme song now. Well, everybody, it finally happened. I don't know why we get nervous when we're about to do things that are really not that big of a deal, but it happens to everybody. It happened to me. You know, I was go- I have I got my car inspected today, and it's really weird. I I will go. I could. I, I've I've done national television. I've been on big radio programs. I now have a whole bunch of people listening to this podcast. Does any of that make me nervous? Not really. Definitely not this. But I'll tell you one thing. 
For some reason, I was actually nervous about going to get my car inspected, right? And that's dumb. It's dumb. I know my car is in good working condition. There's no real reason to be ups- be afraid. But whenever somebody else can dictate how much money you spend on something, and then there's a surprise component, possibly, oh no, you know. But there was a little bit of it was 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 put off because I was going to go to a guy who's been my mechanic for my family and my friends for a long period of time, and I waited till the last day of inspection because I had some other things I wanted to do, and I wanted to make sure all of these errands I wanted to finish them before December first, and they were more important because I mean, let's be honest, this is my regular mechanic, you know. If there's anything for whatever reason wrong with the car, he's going to fix whatever it is. It's going to get inspected. He's going to give me a good price on the repairs. No big deal. Not a problem. But what if there's something really wrong with the car? Something I don't know about. Oh, no. Is that possible? Oh, no. And that's what I was doing. I knew I had to get up at six o'clock in the morning to take the car in to get it inspected. And I had to get up early and it's dark outside and you got one day left on your inspection. Oh, no. You're driving down the road and you see police officers looking at you and you're going, well, they can't pull me over because I'm driving good. This is a good old fashioned safe driving and I have one day left. They can't give me a ticket for that. So what am I nervous about? Stop being nervous. Shut up. Stay in a dialogue. Why don't you just enjoy the song and sing along in my head, damn it, like you normally do? Well, actually, with my inner di- my inner dialogue, you know, when a song comes on the radio, my brain automatically takes whatever the song is and ad libs dirty lyrics to the song. It's rather entertaining. It is. It is. I won't do it out loud because I'd look like a douche. But inside my head, the douchiness is hidden. You can't hear it. You just see me bopping my head back and forth gently with a little smile on my face because of the filthiness of my brain coming up with disgusting lyrics for songs that are not disgusting and even more disgusting lyrics for songs that are in fact disgusting but that's not the point we're now going to the mechanic now i know the mechanic opens up at six o'clock i woke up at six o'clock i made sure i did the shower and all that kind of crap the night before had my clothes all laid out because i wanted to get there i wanted to be first so i get there at six o'clock in the morning it's dark outside i'm sitting there and i park in the space that i know the mechanic that i go to always puts my car it's always the same space and we always have the same running joke hey yes you're bringing that piece of crap car in here hey man shut up you're right the only reason it's a piece of crap because your punk ass keeps breaking it yuck 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 same jokes guys like to tell each other the same jokes it's a bonding thing yeah that's right and then he goes, hey, you want me to park it? Because I know you can't park. Ha, 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 ha. I can park better than you, buddy. You know what I'm saying? How, how are you going to be able to drive? You, you fix cars all day and you can't park. It's probably because you're old. No, you're old. No, you're old. Ha, 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 ha. And then I, he parks the car. I give him the keys. He high-fives me. He doesn't ask for the phone number because he knows what it is. But this time I got there right around 6 o'clock. And I put the car in the parking space and I ease it in. And it's great. And I'm waiting for him to come out. Because this is right around the time he's setting up his paperwork. And he's going to come out and see who's there. And open up the gate. And I'm going to say, see, I'm in the parking space, you old bastard. And then we do the old jokes that we always did in the first place. Hey, you're old. No, you're old. You can't drive. <laughs> Your car sucks. No, you suck. <laughs> and all of that crap. And I'm thinking, I just want to get this over with. And I am first. Oh, yeah. First, number one, numero uno. S is the best. Ah, ha, ha. But 
I noticed that the gate's down. Not a problem. Maybe he's running a little late. And then other cars start to come up. And there's no, it's not like in the stand-up back in the day when we would do open mic nights and we would have an honor system where everybody, well, you were first and you were third and you were sixth. I don't know these people. These people are never going to see me again. You know, in the honor system, in the comedy club, you knew you better not try to steal somebody's spot because you were going to run into that bastard again and you didn't want to deal with the repercussions or the reputation. Oh, no. So I'm going, okay, it doesn't really matter. Even if some of these, a couple of these people sneak in before I, before me, or there's some repairs that he decides he's going to take before he inspects my car, it doesn't really matter. I'm here early. It doesn't matter. And I look at my watch and it's 6.15 and the lights aren't on inside the building and the gate's still down. Oh, no. Okay, maybe he's running a little late. Not a big deal. 6.20. You know, I mean, I mean, maybe there's some traffic. There's no traffic. 6.30, 6.45, 6.55. Oh, no. This guy is known for being in this place early, but this time he wasn't there. And now there's a whole bunch of other cars and everybody is upset. <sighs> so now what happens now? Is they start to slowly pull away, 702, 705, cars are pulling away, and it's just me and another lady sitting there. And we're kind of sitting there, and, it, and it, it, I'm just sitting there waiting, but there's something inside me that says she's looking at me, and I'm looking at her, and she's looking at me, and I'm looking at her, and there's something inside me that says she has in her mind, I'm not leaving until this bastard leaves because I want to be first. I know he was first, but I want to be first. He was kind of first, but I was kind of here too, and I want to get in there, and we're staring at each other. Mm-hmm. That's right, lady. I knew I was here before you, and I probably know him longer than you. But maybe I don't. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. It's you and me. Yeah, that's right. 7.15. 7.30. Oh, no. He's never this late. Never. And I know that it's right after Thanksgiving. He may have taken this two weeks off, which means not only am I not going to get my car inspected today, the last day that it needs to be inspected, I'm not going to get my car inspected for another week. <laughs> oh, no. So now I have to find another inspection place. And I drive around and I see one that's close by. And it's close by, but I don't know the place. I don't know whether or not I'm going to be ripped off. I know the guy I normally use would never rip me off because I sent too many people to him. And he's not that kind of guy. But he's the kind of guy that will take a vacation and not tell anybody about it. The bastard. So I now have to go to another inspection station. And whenever you switch from one place to another, you never know what you're going to get. Have you ever had a, a, a segment of business switches suppliers? You never know what the other thing is going to get. I remember going to a place that had the best water ice I had ever had in my life. And I've traveled a lot. I've been from coast to coast. And I'm telling you, it was the best water ice ever. I go away for a couple of years. I come back. When I left, by the way, before I, before I switch over, when I left, and and at the time and it was the best water ice in the world there were lines around the block i come back a couple of years later i finally cycle back around to this city and there's no line around the block and i'm thinking the place is closed but no it was open i'm going well this is a fluke i'm sure the lines are going to be coming soon i'm going to get a damn water ice i go to get a water ice and the water ice is good but not as good as it was before Maybe it was a fluke. I come back the next day. No. And the next day. Oh. And the next day. <sighs> now, had I not had the water ice in its earlier incarnation, I would have thought this was a fantastic water ice. Not the best I've ever had, but damn, in the top ten. But what happened? You know what happened? He changed material suppliers because one guy went out of business. 
and now he's we're using supplies to make the water rices that are not as good as they were before oh no whenever you make a switch there's always the possibility of that I've been places where they switch supplies and all of a sudden the crap was 50 times better than it was before. Oh, yeah. But this was not that kind of case because, as I said, it was worse than it was before. Oh, no. Back to the inspection station. I pull into the inspection station and the guy, I'm looking around and the mechanic place is clean. What kind of garage is clean? This garage has been here for a long time. Why is it clean? There's only two reasons it could be this. Freaking clean. One, no customers. Or two, very, very professional and meticulous. Hmm. I can't say, oh no. Or, oh yeah. I gotta say, um, because I don't know. The man walks out and says, oh, sir, how's it going? I said, how's it going? Is this your Camry? Now, that was kind of a dumb question because, yes, I'm driving in it and my name's on the, on the, on the title. Yeah, it's my Camry. Anyway. <laughs> so he goes, well, what are you here for, sir? I'm here for an inspection. Oh, okay, no problem. Come in and do the paperwork. And I walk in. I give him the license, the registration, and all of that crap, the insurance, all of that crap. I fill out the paperwork and that crap. I sign the crap. He goes, okay, have a seat here. And I sit down. And I'm the only one in there. And it's now close to 8 o'clock in the morning. Interesting. Hmm. And he goes, okay, uh, we're going to take you right now. And he it is very courteous. His uh, waiting room is nice. And I can see them walking on the cars. There's no secret crap. The guys all look professional. And I'm suspicious immediately. Yeah, that's right. Isn't it weird when you get good service that you're suspicious of it? That ought to tell you how bad service is in many, many places where the good service seems like an aberration. The good service seems like something you got to question. What is with this guy with his hello, sir, and that handshake and even the paperwork? You know, sometimes you go to a mechanic and they give you paperwork to sign and they got their hands all oily and crap and you got oil all over the paper and then you got oil all over you and it just is it's disgusting. And the, not this time. He was one of the mechanics, but his hands were clean. He was one of the mechanics, and the paperwork didn't have oil on it. He was one of the mechanics, and he made it a point to be extra nice. Hmm. Then another customer comes in, and the bastard is nice to her. Oh. And she's on the phone going, I think I found a new place. This place is clean and professional and nice. And I'm going in my mind and saying exactly the same thing. I think I found another place. This place is clean. Because I know what it's like to go to mechanics. They go, you know, your fifth tire needs a double inflation. Uh, the cars only have four tires. Uh, uh, what I meant was, uh, you're not with a news station, are you? Because <laughs> it's amazing how sometimes you get so used the bad service and unprofessionalism in places that when you find good service and professionalism, you think there's something wrong with the person. Now, I know that the inspection, if everything was right, as right as I thought it was going to be, should cost exactly $75, all inclusive, $75. So he goes to the lady, oh, I can take you after this man right here. You can sit right here. You don't have to go anywhere. It's only going to take 45 minutes. And he's right because I'm right, right at the 40-minute mark, and he's almost done with my car. And I'm waiting for him to come up there and try to give me the old shiv in the ribs. Well, Mr. Thomas, we found some double helixes inside of your triple helix, and then that, that'll be 17 
15 billion. I was waiting for it. And I'm looking at the bastard like, here he comes. He just pulled my car out. I know what he's doing, this sick bastard. He's going to stick me with some big bill and some fake double. You need a special oil filter that comes from the planet Zortran, and that'll be 18 trillion. I know it's coming, and I'm looking at him, and I'm ready to give him the ride act. I'm not buying it crap you're not gonna trick me you bastard i know what you and he goes here mr thomas your car passed all the tests Mm-hmm. it did did it okay and what's the damage sir okay okay here's your license and your register your registration and your insurance okay here's a here's a readout of all the things here i can show you the diagnostic and the triple diagnostic of the diagnosticness and the tripleness and the double this and the missions this that and the this and the mission double okay all right, let me get your bill for you. Oh, here it comes. I'm already, I'm already stretching for that. You know what I'm saying? So I can kick him in his ass. And I'm already practicing. No, I'm not paying that. I am not paying that. I'm not paying that. I'm not paying that. I'm getting ready. <laughs> I'm getting my throat ready for the yelling. Me, 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 You bastard. You cheating bastard. Mm-hmm. Cheating bastard. You rip off bastard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck your Yelp up. Mm-hmm. Cheating bastard. Scumbag. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready and he walks back out and he says mr thomas everything's fine that'll be 75 dollars 75 dollars you charlatan what 75 dollars that's it yes that's what it costs when there's nothing wrong you know you know we do the this that and the other you know it's just 75 dollars and there's no repairs that need to be done so everything's fine i go oh okay and he shakes my hand and i drive off and I'm going, man, I wish you would have said at least $77 so I could have yelled. I had some good, you know, I had some good stuff I was going to say about his mom. And, you know, I was going to imply that his mom and dad and the goat did some stuff. And that they, the, the family dog is leaving because they're, they, they, they're really horrible people. And that the neighbors signing the petition to get him out of the neighborhood because he's a scumbag and all. I had some good old fashioned double curse words. that I had some curse words I was going to say. And I said I, I was going to give him a thesaurus and let him know the meaning of the curse words that I had made up just for this specific occasion and all of that stuff. And then he turns out to be a courteous, highly skilled professional who actually cares about his customers' vehicles. And I was like, oh, dang. And isn't that weird how you feel that way when sometimes you, you get good service and you don't know what to do with yourself because you're so used to crappy service? I remember when I was a kid, I was a corner store by my grandmother's house. And it was a, um, it was, and I used to get candy from that place all the time and sodas from that place all the time. And there's a famous cupcake from Philadelphia called Tasty Cake. Now, if you're in Phil, if you're one of my listeners in Philadelphia, New Jersey, maybe even New York, um, you know what a Tasty Cake is. And, and obviously in the middle of Pennsylvania, I mean, there's a, there's a circumference, or, you know, that, that knows what a Tasty Cake is. And obviously the people in Great Britain, Canada, Australia, and the other countries that are listening to this, you have no idea what the hell it is. But it's a cupcake and it's well made. And it's a Philadelphia traditional cupcake. They have cupcakes and pies and things of the nature. Well made, really tastes good, but they're Philadelphia products, okay? And we were used to getting cupcakes at this guy's store. And cupcakes are good. And we'd eat the cupcakes and you'd bite the cupcake and all of that. And I remember when I became older and I started doing comedy and I started going outside of Philadelphia. And I, and that was really the only place that I bought cupcakes was that guy's store. I went outside of Philadelphia and I bought some cupcakes. I was doing some shows in State College, Pennsylvania. 
you know, I was doing a little tour of, of colleges and small colleges and places like that in upstate Pennsylvania at the time. And um, I got, I said, oh, I said, no, you know what? Uh, oh, cupcakes. Hey, they got Tasty Cake here. Now, granted, they cost 87 times as much because you have to pay for them being transported seven hours outside of Philadelphia, but whatever. So I eat the, the Tasty Cake and I bite into it and it's soft and moist. And the frosting didn't crack when I broke the cupcake in half. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with these cupcakes? There's got to be some. I mean, when I bought these in Philadelphia and I bit into them, it's a little bit crunchy. Aren't they supposed to be a little bit crunchy? Isn't the frosting supposed to be a little bit harder than this? And as it turns out, the answer to that question is no. Do you know why the cupcakes weren't crunchy? You know why they, the frosting wasn't hard? Because when I bought them where I was at that particular time, the cupcakes were fresh. The place that I was buying the cupcakes when I was a kid bought old Tasty Cake cupcakes and it's had them laying around for a while. Still tasted good, but they were a little bit stale. That's how good the cupcakes are. They're still good when they're stale. And I'm sitting there going, wait a second. For a minute there, I was thinking, these people are weird. What's with this fresh cupcake with robust flavor and soft frosting that melts in your mouth? What kind of disgusting additives did they put into this cupcake? You know what disgusting additive was added to that cupcake? Not being old and being in someone's basement for a month. That's what the additive was. I was literally for, I mean, granted, these are, these, these thoughts only took place in maybe in a couple nanoseconds in my brain. But for a second, I was like, what's wrong with this cupcake? And what was wrong with it? It was fresh. <laughs> right? I was so used to eating stale cupcakes in my old neighborhood at that store that when I ate a fresh cupcake, I was thinking something was wrong with it. It's amazing when you get used to crap or when you get used to stuff that's less than and you get stuff that's more than you start to get a little bit weirded out. It's like when you guys listen to any other human being talk that's not me. Why would you want to listen to them talk about stuff when you could listen to me talk about stuff? I mean, everybody that's not me when you listen to them talk is just a stale, tasty cake. But me, listen to my delicious voice. Mm, ah, take a nice big bite of this episode of the podcast. And that tastes good, doesn't it? Well, there's 190 other ones. Go and munch on those. And I'm never going to stop podcasting. And I'm not old yet. So there's going to be a whole lot more episodes. It's going to be an unending supply of S. Anthony deliciousness. It's going to be fresh. And yes, I'm chocolate. Ha ha. Okay, this got weird, didn't it? <laughs> but that's that's what I wanted to talk about. It's just really weird when you get good service. And you're so used to service being less than or bad that the good service seems like an aberration. Well... As it turns out, good service isn't an aberration, at least not at that place. And if I get my when I get my car inspected next year, guess where I'm going? Exactly. Right back to that place. Oh, yeah. Segment over. You know what is really weird, guys? You know, I very rarely unfollow people on Twitter or unfollow people on Facebook, definitely Facebook, because the, a lot of the people on Facebook, like I got, I got about 3,000 something on Facebook, but the difference on, like on Twitter, I got about 7,000, close to 8,000, heading towards 8,000. And I think I may know, I know a very, personally know a small percentage of those people. But on Facebook, the 3,500, I know about a third to almost a half of them personally. So it's a little bit different. So you don't, you don't unfollow somebody you know personally. 
you know, because usually, and usually, what they do if, if there's somebody you don't want to read their post is usually just because, you know, whatever they're posting it just isn't that interesting, or it's just like stupid cat pictures. And I'm I'm a bit of a hypocrite. If I see something cute when it's a cat crap, I'll repost it. But so what? Shut up. Don't judge me. But sometimes people will post stuff on Facebook, and keep in mind, the people on Facebook know that the majority of people that they that are reading this are people that they know. And like I said, usually I don't, it even never really occurs to me to unfriend someone on Facebook. Why would I do that? But it's getting kind of close now on somebody. Now, this is somebody I worked comedy clubs with, somebody I was kind of close to for a long period of time. Somebody, we, I, you know, we've, we've done gigs together. We hung out together. You know, somebody I would actually call a friend and I haven't seen them in a while, you know. And, you know, when you run across, like say you find somebody on Facebook that's a friend of yours and... Even if you haven't seen them for a while, you see the picture of them and you kind of smile. Even if you don't smile in your face, you smile in your head because you remember hanging out with them, the good times, the shows and all of that kind of stuff. And it's fun. You're happy. Yeah, that's my friend, whatever, 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 whatever the person's name is. Hold on. I'm switching the chair. Hold on. It's kind of sliding out of the chair. Sorry about that. But so I'm watching the post come by and, 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 and you know, the, the worst that usually happens with people that I have on Facebook that I know is it's usually just, you know, hey, I'm at this party. Hey, I checked in at this place and I'm eating a sandwich. You know, kind of crap you're not that interested in. But then I started noticing there was a person, that, like I said, somebody I considered a friend. And I don't, actually, I, don't, I don't even know whether or not I should say it in the past tense. I, I, maybe subconsciously I just kind of disavowed this person. I, I think, you know, because like I said, just now I was like, considered a friend. And I don't know if I should say considered a friend or consider a friend. I don't know yet. But... When they started posting some stuff that made me go, what? Now, being being someone that was a friend of mine and that I thought was similar to me, and you don't have to be similar to me to be my friend, but, you know, there should be some similarities, I guess. He started, he posted something, and you know, the, the, like really extremist stuff, you know, and so I'm thinking that he would repost it the same way I'm, I would repost that stuff, like, see these people with these weird views, we must make sure that they do not get in power because we cannot have people you know, discriminating against gay people or Mexicans or blacks or poor people or this or that or anybody. And I'm thinking that. And so when I saw the post go by, thinking I knew this person, I didn't really pay much attention to it. Like, yeah, that's right. Get that information out there so people will know what kind of hateful folks are out there. Get that out there, buddy. That's right. Get that good info out there so people will know what people out. That's right. And I would see all this stuff. And one time I looked at it and I saw one of those posts come by on Facebook, Facebook. And I noticed that the text that he put above it in the comments section, you know, you comment on Facebook when you uh, share something, you can put a comment above it. It wasn't him saying how wrong it was. It was more of a positive spin on it. Like, hey, here's some good info for you. And it was like, it was really, it was one, it was like, like, you know, those, uh, and the Mexicans are rapists and the blacks, they, they shoot white people and the, and the, the all, all this stuff that's absolutely not true. And anybody who does any kind of research for more than three seconds could see it's not true. And even living your regular life after the age of 17 or 18 or 19, when you start to walk around and meet different people and go to different places and can see things with your own eyes, you can see these things aren't true. Something inside of you as an intelligent human being, someone inside, something inside of you as a human being that observes can tell you that these, these things are not true, but he posted them as if they were. Now, I'm not Mexican. I'm a black dude. So I'm sitting there going, 
he's making it a point to to and he knows I'm following him. You know, so he's like so he's and he has Mexican people that we hung out with who were friends of ours and comics and stuff. So he's insulting them, he's insulting me, he's insult and I'm sitting there going, What the hell is this? And it and more stuff kept coming and more stuff kept coming. And in the back of my mind, I'm just every time I see one of these posts, it's like my finger goes to the unfriend button but there's a part of me that goes back in time and thinks about the dude i knew back then who never had any of these kind of things come out of his mouth i never saw him behave in this type of way but it's been a long time since i've been around the guy we haven't talked in a long time you know that's what's good about facebook you don't i mean like i said you want to keep in contact with your old friends if you haven't seen somebody for 10 to 12 years you don't necessarily want to talk to them you just want to know that they're alive and every once in a while you you like something on their page or you go, hey what's going on happy birthday that's all you want i just want to know you're alive and well yes we were close friends back then but we're not like really close friends now because we haven't seen each other and physically seen each other or occupied the same space in about a decade or so so you know, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm watching these posts go by, and there was a time when even though I would see these posts, and I, I there was a part of me that just that just wanted to believe that the guy I knew back in the day was still in there, and I believe that this is just some kind of aberration. I, you you kind of giving somebody the benefit of the doubt because you liked them at some time, but it, every time the post would go, one of these posts would go by. Like if it happened once every couple of months or once every twice a year or something like that, you kind of forget about it. But there came, became, there came a time when it was every day and several times a day, then all day. And every time one of those posts would go through my news feed on Twi- on uh, Facebook, uh, the, the best way to des- describe it is, you know, like the rotors on your brakes. You know, every time you brake, you're scraping away a little bit of the brake pad. You know what I'm saying? Every time you and it doesn't, you don't notice it at first because even if a substantial amount of the brake pad is taken away, it's still doing its job. It hasn't been worn down to the point where you have to change the brake pad. It just hasn't. And in a normal life with a normal friend, even if they do things that are a little bit annoying, the the part, the amount of the quote brake pad unquote that they scrape off is so minuscule that the brake pad is always doing its job. And the life of the brake pad is your life. They may be annoying a little bit, but there's so much, there's so little being scraped off of the brake pad that you have no interest or need to change the brake pad. You don't even get to hear that whistling sound that's inside of the brake pad to let you know that it's wearing down. You're not even at that point because that's a normal problem person under normal driving conditions you can milk a brake pad for a long period of time but this person every time that a post that was slightly racist or homophobic would come by i know this was a friend of mine back in the day i know i liked this guy i know i worked with this guy i know this guy was cool i know on many occasions i was talking about whenever i would reference this person i would talk about what a nice and compassionate person this person actually was but every time one of those posts would go across my news feed i got closer and closer a couple of times i literally put the mouse over the little thing where you click to say unfriend i know it and i know if i did that he would notice it even though we haven't talked in about a decade or so i know he would notice it because i am one of the people he knows personally 
But I often wonder if you know me personally, you know what kind of person I am and you know we're friends in real life and you know we're friends on Facebook and you know that's coming through my news feed. Why would you do it? I'm not saying you have to consider me every time you go through your news feed, but you should consider people that you, you, you know I exist. You know, and if you're going to say racist stuff or, or post racist stuff, even if it's slightly racist, you know how you, you you're, 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 well, you're not hurting me, but you know you're being disrespectful. I would never put stuff on there, you know. Tall, skinny white guys need to move out of the country, especially if their names, you know, are normal names like Bill. They need tall guys named Bill. His name's not really Bill. Tall guys named Bill need to be moved out. I'm not saying that they're horrible people. I'm just saying maybe some of them should leave. Most tall, skinny guys named Bill. I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying some of them. I mean, if they get their asses whooped at a rally, I'm just saying maybe they should have got roughed up at the rally. Maybe they should have. I'm not saying they... would have done it i'm just saying if they and maybe they should get roughed up to put stuff on the news feed of people i mean i mean if you're going to put up stuff like that maybe they should get roughed up <sighs> now i know that sounds stupid but that's what i'm talking about so back to the stuff coming down the news feed from this guy from bill that's not his real name by the way but he is tall and skinny uh but but when every time but but go back you know and here's the break the brake pad comparison Every time something would come past my newsfeed from this guy, it would be the equivalent of jamming on your brakes. And if you jam on your brakes, you take away a whole lot of brake pad. When you do that, a lot more brake pad than you would if you eased into a stop. When your normal friend does something stupid, like he gets drunk in a bar and it, it happened six years ago and it only happened once, you didn't jam on the brakes. You eased to a stop. There was really no pulling off any of the of the brake pad not really he eased to a stop he doesn't do that anymore he apologized right he paid to clean the vomit out of your car seat you were annoyed that night you were kind of pissed off that night but when you think about it in the grand scheme of things that was really kind of an ease to a stop because he changed the behavior and he never did it again he didn't do it every day 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 but this guy was putting that bigoted racist homophobic misogynistic crap through my news feed every day several times a day and every time he did it I stomped on the emotional brake pad and I could hear because it was taking up big chunks of it. If my, you know, if our friendship had a ma- had mass, and you looked at it one day and you came back months later, you would notice a drastic difference in it. There's a part of me that still likes the guy that he was, but there's a bigger and a growing part of me that doesn't re- doesn't recognize this guy anymore. Doesn't want to talk to this guy anymore. Doesn't want his crap in my newsfeed anymore. And I and, and I'm at the point now where I actually muted him. Muted him, but I don't think that's enough. You know, even though I don't see those things, I know they're there. And by and, and if I really think about it, whenever he puts all this crap up and down his newsfeed and all across his page. And, you know, when you go to Facebook, they have a little block to the left that says friends. I don't want my face showing up in that. You know, he could have something disgusting and horrible because it's been getting worse and worse and worse. He could have something disgusting and horrible to the right in the in the main section of his page. And then you look to the left. Friends, this person, that person, S. Anthony Thomas, this person, that person. And all of a sudden, I, who completely disagree with this person politically uh, in, 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 the, in the views that he says, I just strongly and Oh, I shouldn't even just say strongly disagree. I'm now disgusted with this person's 
posts because of the way he is. So what started to happen was, and I, like I said, I, it was very, very hard for me, but I had to one day just go over to the friends section where, where it says this, where it says friends and put my mouse over top of it and click the button to unfriend. And you know what the thing is? I don't care if he notices. I don't care. I don't care. You know why I don't care? Because he doesn't care. Because if he cared about the people he was offending, if he cared about human beings in general, if he cared, if he actually felt like he cared about other people, other people that were different than he than he is, then he wouldn't be saying these things and spreading these things and, and all of that kind of silliness. So it was really weird. I know that it sounds weird. Normally, I don't let things bother me too much. You know, I'm a professional comedian. I'm a podcast. I do a comedy podcast. And sometimes I put serious crap on it like this section right here. And I let things kind of roll off my back. But this was the first time I actually had to unfriend somebody because of the things that they said and they did. Because I just didn't want to be associated with it. Which is ironic because if you go on Twitter and you see some of the people I follow, you hear lots of jokes about, I put my junk on top of the boobs, 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 fucking tits, tits, fucking boobs, tits. Ah! And um, in fact, that's probably everyone I follow. <laughs> That's probably true. But for some reason, that doesn't bother me at all. Because like I said, I know that's all jokes. You know, because if somebody tells dirty jokes, that doesn't make them a horrible person. It doesn't mean that they're going to do horrible things. It doesn't mean they wish horrible things upon you. Somebody who tells dirty jokes in their private life, or even if they tell dirty jokes all the time, it doesn't mean they're going to stop you from renting a house someplace. It doesn't mean they're going to pull you over and give you a ticket when they wouldn't give someone else a ticket. It doesn't mean that they're going to put a glass ceiling above you in a job because they think you're less than they are. No, it just means they like to tell dirty jokes. But this is different. This was different. And that's why I follow people who tell dirty jokes because I tell them myself. But when you start exposing, I don't know, man. It's really weird. Like in, in the universe that is my world, there is one less friend in it. And I kind of I'm one of those people that likes to add friends or at least maintain friendships. But unfortunately, very, very recently, for the first time in a long time, I actually had to take out the old mouse, slide over to Facebook, slide over to the friends thing and unfriend somebody. And it really felt weird. But I got news for you. When I look at my news feed now. I don't get slightly depressed because somebody I used to know back in the day was posting things that let them let me know that over the course of the time that I hadn't talked to them, that if I had run across them and they smiled in my face, I would know secretly in their mind, whether it was something that they felt back in the day or whether it's something that they evolved to, they would think of me as an entity less than them and not necessarily wish me the best of luck in life because... The posts that they had up there said that they didn't. I felt really weird that I had to do that. And I know it's weird to do an entire segment of my podcast about unfriending somebody. But quite frankly, it was the first time that something like that actually affected me. And I felt kind of bad about it. But now that a few hours has passed and I no longer have to see that stupid shit in my news feed, I'm feeling a lot better. So, tall, skinny guy who somehow stopped liking Mexicans and black people and women and people who vote for different candidates than you do, guess what? You can go fuck yourself with love. Segment over. I don't know about you guys, but I know that 
I know I know human beings are creatures of habit, and I know that I'm a damn creature of habit because whenever I force myself to have good habits, good crap happens, and whenever I stop paying attention, weird crap happens. Yeah, I said it. Now, I looked at the calendar for this month, and there was a lot of things I had to do this month. I know there's a lot of things I had to do, and I talked about it actually in an earlier segment of this, how I had to do a whole, maybe in the first segment, I think, probably, um, and I, how I had to do, do a lot of things and how I waited to the last day to get my car inspected. Uh, and I wanted to talk about this. I was working out pretty good for a while. I had some good months in a row of working out and lifting and twisting, lift that, lift that, and double aerobics that, and triple yoga that, and low yoga this, and double, triple yoga, and quadruple yoga, backflip yoga, and double yoga, and double helix yoga, and triple yoga, and all of that crap, and lift this, twist that, twist, and double double ab exercise, and triple abs, and quadruple abs, and quadruple aerobics, and double aerobics, and all of that crap. And... I was doing good. I didn't waste my time looking at the count at the uh, at the scale. It doesn't really matter what the scale says. The most important thing is how do you feel? Because there was a time when I looked at the scale and when I got in shape, when I was in my best shape in the beginning of that section, when I was so busy looking at the scale, but I still looked in the mirror and I didn't like that. And I realized I was so busy worrying about the weight that I wasn't building muscle. I was so busy worrying about the weight on the scale that I wasn't stretching. I was so busy looking at the weight on the scale that I didn't notice a whole lot of other things and when I focused on doing things that made me stronger and made me feel good and were fun then I lost the weight and then I looked in the mirror and I loved what I saw in the mirror and I loved how I felt so the whole goal was how do you feel what do you do and does it make you feel better and if you do that all the other stuff comes and it's, you know, it falls in line but we're creatures of habit, and I know I'm a creature of habit. And one of my habits was, if I actually had all of my calendars, you would see that every day I would do something, and I would write down what I did that day as far as exercising and eating. And you woke up in the morning, you had the double granola, triple granola, and the double water, and the quadruple diet water. And then at lunchtime, you had the triduple salad with the double salad, and the low-calorie salad, and the low-calorie salad. And at night, you had a sensible meal with a sensibleness, and double sensibleness, and triple sensibleness, and a double antioxidant, and triple sensibleness. Yes. And and then you worked out. And what did you do? You did little aerobics and triple aerobics and quadruple aerobics. And you did some double lifting and tr triple lifting and double sit-ups sit, sit and quadruple sit-ups and double yoga and triple yoga, backflip yoga and testicle yoga, all of that crap. And that was a successful day. And when you looked at the calendars a few months ago, you would look at the days and all you would see is these red and green and wonderful technicolors because I have a lot of pens with different colors because I like it. That's right. Don't judge me. Shut up. Back to the story. And so the calendar was colorful and wonderful and beautiful. And if the calendar was looking like a Christmas tree with all the colorful pens and all of that crap, then I know it was a successful month. I did a lot of good things. I had a good podcast and got good podcast numbers. All of that stuff was going good. Oh, yeah. But the next month, some more stuff started coming in. And what started to happen was I started to let things that were not as important as me doing things to make myself physically healthier and feel better start to creep in. Things that could have waited or things that I allowed to take so long that on that day I didn't get my exercise in. But that's okay. 
It's a day here and there. What a problem. I looked at the calendar that month and it was very colorful, but there were some big black X's on days when I didn't exercise or write anything for the podcast or didn't do what I was supposed to do. But it's okay because on more days than not, I did do it. There were some black X's across certain days. Not a big deal. Most of the calendar page was still colorful and looking wonderful and incredible and yummy and yay. And then November comes around and I have a whole lot of errands and I'm getting two or three hours of sleep, but I'm still taking this person there and moving this and doing that. And I got to pay for this and get that and do this and grab this and twist that and move that. You need help. You need help. How about we need help? We need help, too. But I, hey, would you like some help? You OK, that's great. And, but I know I have some stuff that I need to do, but that's OK. I'm going to be helpful to you and forget about the crap that's important to me. What about you? And, have, and what started to happen? I started to fall into the habit of not doing the things that were going to help me out and make me feel better and look better and be better. Oh, no. So what started to happen, man? I started noticing the first five days of the month were wonderful and colorful and reds and greens and blues and all of these colors and chartreuses and double truces and double blue and all of that crap. And then the sixth day of the week... November 6th at the time, click big black X. November 7th, click big black X. Big black X. Okay, that week, that week had a couple of days here and there, but there's still a whole lot of the month left, and I'm going to make sure that the whole, the bottom three and a half weeks of this month, or three weeks of this month, or it's going to be double, triple, quadruple colored, and it's going to be great, and it's incredible. I'm going to look like a chocolate Schwarzenegger and look right. And the second week goes by and I notice that the first four days all have big black X's on them. But that's okay. I'll work out and eat double good. I don't just eat good. It'll be done. In fact, there's three days left. I need to eat quadruple good and work out quintuple workout. That's okay. It'll make up for the four days, but it did not make up for the four days. That week was almost a complete loss because four days out of the seven, I did not do what I was supposed to do. And guess what happened on the third week? Not a damn thing. Nothing. All black X's from the left to the right. A complete waste of time. And then I realized more days were black X's than they were colorful. You know, I hadn't paid that much attention to it. And it takes a... It takes you a long time to get strength gains and fitness gains. You know, you, you gain a pound of muscle a week if you're really humping. You know what I mean? But you can lose that crap so fast. You can see your belly popping out. And it's like, I just had the sandwich an hour ago. And your stomach's like, yeah, who cares, fat boy? You know? And I realized I, 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 three weeks ago, my grand, uh, my grandma comes over, you know, your grandpa comes over and you realize, holy crap, I'm making noises getting out of the chair the same way they are. And they're 167 years old each. You got your niece, you're running around the house. She's, hey, unky, he, he, he. you got her on your shoulder. You're running up and down the stairs. You're running up and down the hill in the back of your house. You're playing ball with your baby nephew and your baby niece. And the parents are going, are they bothering you? They're not bothering me. We're having a good time. Okay, we'll stay with your uncle. Oh, ha, ha, ha. And you're playing ball and running and tripping and double flipping and all of that crap. Running up and down the hill for them 20 minutes. And that is not a problem. And that was a couple of weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Maybe three and a half weeks ago. And then there's now... Oh, no. 
they come over would you like to play ball and you're like sure i like to play ball but now you're playing ball in the house you don't like playing ball in the house you got glass stuff in the house you don't want to play ball in the house but you know what's more important than the glass stuff in the house that you don't want to break getting your big ass out of that chair because if you get out of that chair she's going to want you to pick her up and you don't want to pick her up why because it will require you getting up and picking up something that that that's, does that weighs more than five pounds and you don't want to do that crap why because you're not in shape anymore you bastard hey why don't you pick us up and run up and down the hill and in your mind you're going hey hey why don't you shut the hell up punk but you can't say that to a two-year-old well you can but it'll be bad and you're not running up and down the hill why because you got a whole bunch of black x's on the damn calendar you bastard because you didn't work out because you let the bad habits start and that's kind of where I am now. All of that stuff that I gained earlier in the month, I lost it all. Why? Because my punk ass was doing crap for people that had nothing to do with me working out and eating right. I joke around with people online about my tuna hoagie. And I used to have one of those a month. One tuna hoagie a month. Not a big deal. If you eat right most of the time and you work out and you have one tuna hoagie a month, that's okay. It's not a big deal. And tuna hoagies with barbecue sauce on them is wonderful. Shut up, Naked Porch Podcast. Tuna hoagies with sauce on them is fantastic. That's right. But you know how many I had in November, damn it? Four. Now, what the hell is that? That's four months worth. And guess what? They were all in a one-week period, two weeks into the month. The second week of November, and that seven-day week, I had four of them. Oh, what the hell is wrong with you? Bad habits. I should have put four... I should have put another black X on top of the black X's that were already on the calendar page. Because not only did I not work out, I shoved four hoagies that week down my throat. And that ain't exactly helping out the situation. So now we're go now we're at November 30th and I did finish all of those errands and I did get the car inspected today so I'm cool for another year but when I look at the calendar and I see all of those black X's on the calendar oh no dude you didn't do what you were supposed to do had you even worked out 4 days a week every week even with those four hoagies, you would have still been in better shape now. You still would have been able to play ball with your niece and nephew without you know, justifying in your head. Well, you know, I mean, even though if even if I knock this glass thing over, the football knocks this glass thing over and I don't like throwing a football in the house. I mean, I mean, the rug, the, the rug, the rug, it's going to hit the rug. It's not going to break if it hits the rug. And I mean, I'm a good at throwing a football. I was a real good, I was a good football player. So I'm really good at throwing the football. And even if the two-year-old throws a football the way a two-year-old throws a football because they're two years old, I'm fast enough to catch the football, you know, before it lands on anything and then something just broke. <laughs> it's weird how fast a month can go by. And if you don't pay attention, oh no. You anything you gained in the past few months that was good, you can mess it up in a month. You can mess it up in one month. You can. You know what I'm talking about? You could have a reputation that's just awesome in some other way. Now, these guys, oh, he's always on time. He's always punctual. He's the greatest guy in the world. And you can have one night where you come into the you come into the place where everybody thinks you're the coolest guy in the world. You have one too many beers and you put your junk on top of the table and start singing the Star Spangled Banner while pointing to your junk. And all of a sudden, all of that stuff about how you're the greatest guy in the world, all of that stuff about how you're punctual and how you're sweet and charming and all that crap, all that goes away. 
That was only a seven minute section of your life when you drank that extra beer and put your junk on the table, pointed at your junk and sang the national anthem. That was only seven minutes, but it messed up the first 34 years of good reputation that you had. And it's the same thing with the fitness. You work out, you make a decision, I'm going to work out, damn it, and I'm going to get in shape, and I'm going to eat good, and double good, and triple good, and double aerobics, and quadruple weightlifting, and all of that crap, and then you spend one month eating like a big idiot. You spend that one month doing new cardio. You spend that one month not picking up your damn weights, and what happens? You turn into a huge tub of shit. I mean, you do, not me. I'm an Adonis. <laughs> But that's just the way it works, man. You know? So I got to make a pledge to myself. And I'm going to say this in front of all of you bastards because I'm going to make sure that I hold myself to it this time. I am. Yes, I am. Shut up. Starting December 1st, I'm going to make it a point that I do something good that will improve my physicality, that will make me in better shape. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to work out more. I'm going to make sure that I actually am active on a regular basis instead of just sitting there writing crap and doing the stuff that I'm doing. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, even if you're someone who's incredibly successful and you're listening to me and you're awesome and incredible and everything's great and you got double six packs and triple six packs and this pack and that pack, there's something that in your life is messed up. I don't care. It's something. And it's something you neglected. I don't care what it is. Maybe your car's engine was going tick, 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 tick. And you're like, eh, I'll get to it. And then your car blows the hell up and you got to get another double gasket and triple gasket and quadruple gaskets or whatever. You know there's something. Don't act like there's not something. Nobody's perfect. And since nobody's perfect, there's something in your life you done fucked up. So don't act like you didn't. You know, it may not be fitness like it is with me. It's something. Come on, damn it. So yeah, so what I'm saying is, you know, you do the same thing. You know, you know, it's really weird when you decide to make a change in your life for the better. When you you pick like an arbitrary date, you know, and everybody does that crap. Well, it's uh, let's see, uh, my birthday's in uh, December, and this is this is this is March. You know, so let's see, March is the third month, and I, I might, you know, I, I mean, the first the first three months is almost over. It's March 14th, so I might as well just, you know, forget about working out or eating right or doing anything positive until, you know, let's see, March until the first of April. You know, because then I, then I can go April, May, June. That's three months right there. You know, July, August, September, right? So that's six months right there. <clears throat> I'll break it into two. I'll break it into three month chunks, and in the first three months, what I'll do. As I work out like those people on The Biggest Loser, and I'll lose 140 pounds right there, then I'll have lost all the, okay, actually, I'll be dead if I lost that amount of weight. But I'll lose whatever, I'll lose a 30, I'll lose, I'll lose 60 pounds in that, that, that 33 months, right? And in the next three months, what I'll do is I'll build a relationship with my children again. You know, I mean, granted, I, when I go over to their house and I say, hey, kids, how's it going? And they're going, fuck you, dad, and begin firing weapons at me. I need to repair that part, you know, because you know, I, I, it's, it's better to repair the relationship and have them stop shooting at me than saving up money for Kevlar vests because they're not as cheap as I thought they were. The guy that I bought it from on eBay, it was actually just stuck with, uh, filled with duck feathers and a letter that said, ha, 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 this is not Kevlar, you dumb bastard. And uh, I, then, then he, I, 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 I rated him down on eBay. I, 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 well, actually, it wasn't even eBay. It was eBay, eBay, E B A A A A Y E E E E E. Right there, the fact that it was spelled differently, I should have known something was wrong. But that's a different story, you know. <laughs> 
You know there's something messed up that you got to fix. You know it. Everybody has something messed up in their life that they got to fix, you know. So I'm going to make a pledge right now, damn it. What Mr. Thomas is going to do, he's going to eat right and exercise and do a lot of the yoga and the stretching and all of that crap. He's going to start doing that starting... December 1st. That's right. No exceptions. None. Okay, I'm going to eat a hoagie when the Conor McGregor fight is on is December 12th, I think it is. Whatever the day that is that Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo get it on, I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. But that's just one day out of December. But right after that, I'm going to have some diet water and double diet water with triple water with double diet ice cubes in it. And that's all I'm going to have the next day to make up for it. Because <laughs> Lord knows it's, it's not going to happen again. I'm not going to let one bad day, you know, sp- spiral into a whole month being messed up and having to start all over again. One month passes. Hi, this is this Anthony. It's January. Uh, remember when I had that hoagie during the Conor McGregor fight? Uh, uh, actually, the next day I, I went out and bought some double diet water and some triple diet water and double diet ice cubes, and then um, I washed it down with a pizza. So, so what I'm going to do? I remember I made a pledge back in December of last year that I was going to start on December first. Um, you know, eating right and exercising and doing good. But this is January, damn it. This is January 1st, you know, and I I, I went out drinking and, and did some good old-fashioned banging on, the, 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 you know, on the New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and all of that kind of crap. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start eating right, exercising, and doing good things for myself starting January 2nd. Of, uh, of, uh, of of this year 2016 because that that's what because I, I think I, if I start off the month like the year like that with a good January it will be a good way to make everything um, make everything good and, uh, and then I, everything will be fine six months later oh hey guys um fuck y'all I'm gonna do what I want okay I'm a little fat too big you deal with it I'm sick and tired of coming up here and explaining crap to you people now give me that large sandwich yeah I know my bastards are listening to them but that's their problem give me that large sandwich right there the large no not large large sandwich give it to me I'm gonna do what I want I'm tired of trying to prove something to people damn it I don't care if it takes years off my life so what make give me a large slurpee too yeah I said it segment over well, folks, this has been episode number 191 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. And uh, I, I really, uh, once again, I always want to thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you. Um, uh, I just want to say hello to the new listeners in Australia. Uh, I just want to say hello to the new listeners in Canada and new listeners in Great Britain. Hello. Thank you very much. I see you. I know you're there. I see you. I see you. I see you coming along and bringing friends with you. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. Um, to those of you that are old to the podcast, everything I'm about to say from this point on, for the most part, you've heard already, but there's always new people coming on because of you. So I'm going to give them the information because, and stop sending me emails talking about, well, we know what the email address is. I know you know what the email address is. You send me an email saying, I know what the email address is. Okay. <laughs> uh, the email address for me is the S Anthony says podcast at gmail.com. So if you want to, uh, you know, you can send declarations of love compliments and use words like genius throw that in there a lot i appreciate when you do that (laughs) do it 
Also, if you love the podcast, if you listen to the podcast, if you dig the podcast, uh, make sure that you take a couple seconds and rate the podcast. That would help out a lot. and really does help out a lot. And I'd appreciate it. Uh, if you're not following me on Twitter, then what the hell is wrong with you, Dagnabbit? Get to start following. Follow me specifically at, at S. Anthony Thomas. That's my Twitter. And the Twitter for the show itself is at S. Anthony Says. So make sure you do that because that would be cool. And uh, more than anything else, man, I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you beautiful bastards, I want to thank you very, very much, you know, for giving me your time. You know, I mean, I don't take it lightly. When, you know, if somebody out there decides to spend an hour a week listening to you talk about weird crap that means they like you talking about weird crap and i appreciate that i don't take that lightly because i know if i sit down and listen to somebody for an hour you damn right i like what they're what they're doing and you damn right i'm going to keep listening so you know when it's podcasts or tv shows or anything that i like i always make sure that i uh you know i'm a, I'm a loyal listener to certain things and a loyal reader of certain things and you know just like you I get the word out about the stuff that I like the most. So um, from the end of a person who's an end user of a product or or of a show, I know what it's like and how you would feel about something when you would want to share um, the show with people that you, you know, that you think would like it. And I, I appreciate those of you that have done that because I know how it feels on the other end. And now I know how it feels on this end being the person who's being recommended. And it means a lot to me. And I want to thank you for that. So that being said, I will see you guys next week. And I'm about to say something that those of you that have been listening to me for a long time know I end the show with. And I don't care if you're driving in your car, you're running on the treadmill, you're mowing the lawn, whatever you're doing. You got earphones in your ear and you know exactly what I'm going to say. Don't be embarrassed. Say it with me. We're going to do it on three. Ready? One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.